The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. And you can also listen online uh, if you're somewhere else and you can't get this direct uh, this direct signal. You can do it at supertalk.fm uh, Corinth. And, uh, you know, you can uh, hear us and, and uh, actually... Uh, uh, Keep up with what we're saying on the Advisors Roundtable from time to time if you feel yourself out of sorts. Uh, Bubba, let me ask you this question. So if you walked into the gymnasium and you look down to the other... <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Well, you do every <laughs> yeah. now and then. You kids yeah. go. Yeah. So, so you look down to the other end of the gymnasium and there I am all hot and sweaty and uh-huh. standing beside me taking a break and a little blow is Michael Jordan. He's sweaty too. Mm-hmm. We've been playing one-on-one. And we put the ball back in play, and there, man, I got lucky. I made a shot on Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Are you going to turn around and walk out of the gym and tell everybody Greg Cooley's a better basketball player than Michael Jordan? Just because you saw me make a shot on him. You didn't see him make any shots. I Are you going to make any rush decisions? There? I think, you know, if I saw that happen in, in real life, uh, mm-hmm. I'd probably uh, be of the opinion that I would be telling the world Mm-hmm. I saw Greg Cooley dunk on Michael Jordan. You know? <laughs> I said, "Make a shot." Yeah, I didn't right. say dunk. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but just but that. Yeah, I mean, it's like going fishing. You uh-huh. know, first, you know, I catch a little brim before I come home. You know, mm-hmm. winds okay. up you know, being an eight-pound bass. So my basketball shot will become a fishing story. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I would feel very fortunate if we play the old-fashioned 21, make-it-take-it, uh, pick-up mm-hmm. game, half-court, one-on-one kind of thing. I'd, I'd feel fortunate if I could make a shot on him. Yeah. Okay? But if I did, and that was the only experience you had in watching me play Michael Jordan in mm-hmm. basketball, I don't think you could feel confident that you could walk out of there and make a blanket statement that Greg's better than Michael. That's right. But do we do that pretty often in our lives, especially in our financial I'd lives? say regularly. Give me an example of how we take little snippets of time, little experiences, and make these blanket decisions or these conclusions. Uh, I mean, uh, you, you, could, you could have this argument, right? Mm-hmm. You could say, well, you know... Uh, Five years ago, seven years ago, I decided to buy a Bitcoin. Okay. And, you know, from the time you bought it at a thousand bucks a Bitcoin, and now mm-hmm. it's worth, what, forty, fifty thousand dollars whatever it is, mm-hmm. you think that you've hit a gold or, or get a home run. Right? And I'm the world's greatest investor. And you're the world's greatest investor. Right. Or if you had bought, you know, gold. 15, 20 years ago, and it's doubled in price. And, and I don't know that it's doubled in price. Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. Right. Um, then you think that you're a really good investor. Right. Or you pick one stock, mm-hmm. you know, that's done really well, and you think you're a really good investor. Let's go on the other side of the spectrum. Let's say you picked a stock, one that you thought was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. 
and over the last six months, it's down. Mm-hmm. Now, are you soured on the stock market? Many times you could be. Huh? Many times you could be. Do people do that? They do. Mm-hmm. It was the only $10,000 my grandma yeah. left me. Mm-hmm. And I put it all in Walmart. Walmart's not yeah. a bad stock. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad company. Right. But over a period of time, maybe I had a bad experience. Now I'm bad at this. Never doing it again, Bubba. I had a client come in yesterday, and he says, you know, without a doubt, every time I put money into the market, it's going to go down the next day. (laughs) (laughs) And if I take money out of the market, out of my 401k or whatever, it's going to go up. All right. So if we were, Mm -hmm. like me, playing basketball, I picked Michael Jordan because, in my opinion, Uh, Being a little um, novice expert Mm -hmm. at basketball, I think he's probably the best, if not in the top two or three of best humans who ever played. Michael Jordan's the goat. He's the dude. Yeah. All right. So I picked him. So we're going to now apply that logic to the investing world. Okay. You just said that this guy tells you when he invests, the market goes down, Mm -hmm. and his his name's probably not Warren Buffett. You didn't right. talk to Warren Buffett yesterday, I did, not. did you? No. All right, so let's see what Warren Buffett, the GOAT, mm-hmm. says he does. Yesterday, did you read his quote? Uh, the, he had several quotes. The one about the fourth grader, what a fourth grader could do? Mm-hmm. He said, basic investing, and every uh, investor ought to think like this, is something that a fourth grader can do. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, what was it? He said, find something good and buy it. Yeah. And if it goes down, buy some more. And you think it was something good? If you think it was quality, mm-hmm. buy some more. Mm-hmm. If it goes up, that's what you bought it for. Right. Huh? Don't necessarily sell it just because it goes up. You said buy something for the long run, buy something good, something you believe in, and go ahead and do it. Don't worry about if the market goes up or down tomorrow. Mm-hmm. In the long run, if you bought quality, is it probably going to pay you a dividend? Yeah. So you get paid just to hold it. That's right. And in the long run, it's probably going to go up if you bought a quality thing. Don't be skittish. Mm -hmm. But so many times we're skittish. So many times things have happened to us. So many times we put money in the market and it goes down. Or so many times our brother-in-law seems like Mm -hmm. every time he puts money in, it goes up. Mm -hmm. Maybe I ought to do what our brother-in-law does. Your brother-in-law probably doesn't tell you about the the free throws he missed. That's right. Or the stocks he missed. He only Mm -hmm. tells you when he hits it, right? Mm -hmm. Like one of your, your fishing stories. Right. So I say all that to say that maybe... I shouldn't be making these blanket statements and get all this 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 is personally involved and emotionally invested in something that's really just a business decision. Right. All right. And what I want to talk about today is this recent survey that came out from CNBC and Capital One about Americans and how they make financial decisions mm-hmm. and also where they are right now. One word to describe that. Anxious. Yeah. All right, so think the two or three things in your life you're anxious about. Your children, Mm -hmm. how they're going to turn out, their safety, your wife, Mm -hmm. the health of your family, uh, what the government may do. I mean, there are a number of things that may or may not make you be anxious. Should money make me anxious? Um, 
I think many times money does make people anxious. Yeah. Uh, invest investments make people anxious. Yeah. But it's probably more uh, from the standpoint of they un- don't understand what they own or why they own it. Yeah, and, and what the money will do for them. And what we're going to do is we're going to uh, we're up against this break, and when we come back from this break. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what this survey says about Americans and their anxiety. We'll talk about how to get us out of that from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Bubba Labus and Greg Cooley with you right here on Supertalk Radio. We're talking about this Capital One Decision Lab CNBC poll that recently came out about Americans and uh, how they see their money and their finances. So I'm going to run through some statistics here and see what we can garner and glean. Before you get going there, I had this kind of uh, this thought right right before uh, we came back on. Um, many, many times I have clients and potential clients ask me, uh, what do you invest in? Mm. Right? And I always have to qualify that by saying, look, what what's appropriate for me is mm. not necessarily going to be appropriate for you. Mm. I may own many of the same things that you own, mm-hmm. uh, but the things that I own may be in different proportions than what you should own, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes I like to tell uh, clients, I'd like to talk to you about the investments that I've made that have been bad, <laughs> right? Right. Um, because I've had plenty of those too, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I've had other good ones, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and it's all about diversity, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, buying quality or what you think is quality. Right. Uh, but just because you think you're buying quality doesn't necessarily mean that you are. Yeah, or that you, let's say you did. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick one Apple. Mm-hmm. Let's say you were lucky enough or smart enough mm-hmm. to have bought Apple 15, 20 years ago. Sure. All right. You've ridden a pretty good ride there, mm-hmm. done really well. Right. You're going to bet your family's farm that that one company is going to continue to do that for the next 15 to 20 years? Right. Getting back to your point sure. about diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm great that Apple did well, but, you know, I could have. Let's say the day I bought Apple, my wife was looking over my shoulder mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Right. And here's this Apple tech stock. Mm-hmm. Most of what they did at that time was just phones. Right. You know, we didn't have watches. And you had a choice between buying Apple or Nokia. I could have bought Nokia. I could have bought Samsung. I could have, and I, I'm, you know, here's my wife, conservative lady that she is. She'd say, buy some Walmart. Mm-hmm. Buy some Coca-Cola. Not necessarily bad choices either. Right. Buy some General Motors. Mm-hmm. Buy some GE. I, I had a vast array of options there. Mm-hmm. Let's say I made the lucky choice and bought the best one, mm-hmm. the Apple. Am I going to continue to feel like that that one company mm-hmm. is going to lead the world for the next 15 mm-hmm. years? you have any idea what the next 15 years is going to bring? No. Mm-hmm. No. And we've talked about it on the show before. I think it's called a confidence bias. Mm-hmm. Right? You do one and you think, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, I'm bulletproof. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I made one shot uh-huh. on Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm the world's greatest yeah. basketball I can make another 20. I can do Yeah. 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 Think about that. Mm-hmm. So let's see what this survey says. 77% of Americans report feeling anxious about their financial situation. 77%. That means when you go to the grocery stores, almost eight out of every 10 people you pass in the aisle mm-hmm. 
are anxious about their financial situation. Now, maybe you're a little anxious and Phil, our executive producer over there, is very anxious. Mm -hmm. And so both of you would have to be honest and say, I'm anxious. But what degree of anxiety mm -hmm. do you have? I, right. I don't know about that. but yeah, it, And if you relate it to standing in the aisle at the grocery store, mm -hmm. right? And we, we've talked about this statistic in the past. Uh, what is it? Eight out of ten, mm -hmm. nine out of ten mm -hmm. uh, in the grocery store have less than a thousand dollars in their checking reason, account. Maybe that's reason seventy-seven percent right. say they're anxious. Right. Pretty close to that statistic, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you got less than a thousand dollars, you may be anxious. Mm -hmm. Anxious about the future. Anxious about the transmission. Mm -hmm. Anxious about the kids' teeth. Anxious about that hurt that you have in your yeah. rear end. I mean, there are a lot of... Cause Anxious all about how much this bill is going to cost when I go through the checkout line. Especially these days. Yeah. 77% of Americans say that they have some anxiety about their financial situation. We'll come back to that one. How about 58% feel that their finances control their lives? 58% say that their finances control their lives. Now, do the other 42% say they control their finances? I don't know. Yeah. Shouldn't you be controlling the finances as opposed to the finances controlling you? Mm-hmm. But, but more than half of us say our finances are controlling us. Mm -hmm. Maybe we got behind the eight ball here and we haven't caught, caught up. We got into debt and then we had to get into debt to get out of that debt and then we got behind on that debt so we had to do another one and then we lost our job so we got behind on all of it and now our credit rating's not good mm -hmm. and the next thing you know you're 10 years into this and you're way worse off than you were 10 years ago 58 mm percent -hmm. feel that their finances control them here's one or, or it's the lifestyle drift i had this uh, conversation with a uh, gentleman yesterday what's that uh gentleman uh you know i, I would say somewhat younger younger than i am right mm -hmm. uh educated mm -hmm. uh, good job making good money mm -hmm. that sort of thing grew up uh I, I would say um lower middle class okay all right okay. uh so not a lot of income in the household mm -hmm. uh and now you've got this nice paying job mm -hmm. and you feel like you've got to keep up with the joneses uh so you go out and you buy the new cars and you buy the toys and you uh, buy the house and, uh, and, that, and then all of a sudden uh, you're constrained when it comes to your income. But I am so smart mm -hmm. and I make so much money. Right. Income can cover, uh, you know, I guess a, a, a multitude of those issues. To a point. To a point. Because it ain't infin right. in infinitesimal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, if you had an infinite amount of income, yeah, buddy, start spending. I mean, NBA players find this. They sign that first million-dollar contract. Mm -hmm. They've never had a penny in their life, and suddenly a million dollars is all the money in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they just buy and buy and buy, and all of a sudden they spent $2 million. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh -huh. and, so, then they, and then they owe for taxes for the last year. They owe year. for the taxes yeah. on the million, mm -hmm. right? Here's one. 52% have difficulty controlling any money-related worry. 52% mm -hmm. have difficulty controlling their money-related worries. Americans are most worried about their financial future, which includes not having enough for retirement. 68% mm -hmm. of the people say, I don't think I'll have enough for retirement. Mm -hmm. Or here's one, keeping up with the cost of living because of inflation. 56% right. of the people say that a major issue. Managing when, their When debt. was this study done? 
released day before yesterday. Okay. And I would I would say that uh, it, based on when they collected the data, I bet that number is a little bit higher now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in addition to all of these financial-related things and these statistics mm-hmm. that I threw at you, it bleeds over into the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Because 43% of the people say they feel fatigued mm-hmm. physically right. because of their finances. Um, 42% of them say, I have difficulty concentrating at work because mm-hmm. of my finances. 49%, 49, almost half mm-hmm. of the people say, I have trouble sleeping because okay. of my finances. Now... All right, so I, I want to go back a little bit because it's, you talked about trouble sleeping. Yeah. You talked about trouble focusing at work. Yeah. You talked about uh, being fatigued. Being fatigued. Yeah. What was the one right before that? Uh, see, uh, I think that was all those that were related to their, their body. Okay. Yeah. So you've got all these things going on with you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, how do we go about correcting that? Please. I mean, you've already... I've you, heard enough bad news uh, already. Yeah, I am know, depressed. 50% of folks are fatigued at work because they're worried about money. Yeah, and they trouble sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, doggone it. And we haven't even gotten to the ones where finances affect my relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, and I knew that was coming next. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. Yeah. 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 Uh, 48% say it affects my relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, when somebody admits, when a man admits that something's affecting his relationship, mm-hmm. this is a G-rated show. Everybody can assume what that's telling me. Sure. Huh? Mm-hmm. When almost half the people say, it's affecting my relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when it gets there, when it gets to bedroom and it gets to relationships and it gets to sleep and it gets to fatigue mm-hmm. and it gets to concentrating at work, which means I may lose a job that is helping me at least keep up right now with my finance. We need to fix this. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. We need to address this. So how can we help people make their finances less stressful? Well, you know, I, I think we're going to talk about that dreaded B word, right? Yeah. We like to refer to it as a spending plan. Other yeah. other folks might know it as a budget, yeah. right? But I, I think it, it 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 may be a little bit simpler than that, right? Okay. So we right. talked about a, a quote from Warren Buffett mm-hmm. earlier in the show mm-hmm. about making investments. Mm-hmm. And a fourth grader, you know, mm-hmm. looks for something that looks good, right. and you buy it, right. and then you hold on to it. Yeah. And if you liked it then, and it goes down in value, and then you buy more, it's pretty simple, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to finances, uh, mm-hmm. save some money. Have an emergency fund. Uh, yeah, I think you're exactly More right. importantly, you can't have an emergency fund or save for an emergency fund if you're not living within your means. Yep, yep. So yep. you've got you know an, a certain amount of income coming in. Mm-hmm. And a certain amount going out, we hope that you have more coming in than you have going out. Yep. And if that's not the case, then you need mm-hmm. to look at what's going out and what's coming in. Yep. So it, it, to keep from being controlled by your finances, mm-hmm. which a large percentage of people said they felt mm-hmm. they were, we're going to stop right here before this break and make one point. For the rest of the show, I want you to think of yourself as a financial manager. Mm-hmm. 
not a financial pawn managed by the money. Right. I want you to think of yourself as a manager. We're going to teach you how to think like a financial manager mm -hmm. when we come back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. We're talking about this survey that says 77% of Americans are anxious about their finances and a lot of depressing statistics about being fatigued and lack of sleep and concentration and affecting your relationships. So uh, went into that break saying, think of yourself as a financial manager. Stop thinking that you're a failure. Stop thinking about your anxiety for just a moment and listen. If you walked into a restaurant and somebody said, hey, this restaurant's your responsibility. The restaurant has a number of different functions. Mm -hmm. First of all, we got food preparation in the back. Mm -hmm. We've got food service. We've got somebody that has to do housekeeping and keep this place clean and mm -hmm. bust tables. Yeah. We got have some office in the back back there where somebody manages the money. Right. We got to have somebody dealing with the vendors, bringing the food in and deciding where we're going to buy our lettuce and tomatoes from. That sort mm -hmm. of thing. There, are, somebody's got to market this business. Right. Now, have I talked you out of being in the the restaurant business yet? That, with all these different functions, you talked me out of the business when you said restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. Okay, but let's say somebody gave this thing to you and it makes a million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. You got a reason to stay. Sure. But initially, when I told you all the functions associated with this restaurant, it seems overwhelming. Mm -hmm. You've never been in the restaurant business before. You don't know what you're doing. All right? Right. But to be able to manage it, take a step back. And the first thing is look at the big picture. here. Mm -hmm. I got a restaurant makes a million dollars a year I can handle this okay now let's apply that to your financial life mm -hmm. let's say your financial life is in a shambles okay you owe for a car and you owe for a four-wheeler and you owe for a house and you owe for the kids college and you 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 owe for your, the, the blue jeans you're you're wearing mm -hmm. that maybe don't fit so well anymore right. you you got a bunch of stuff you got debt management mm -hmm. on the other hand you don't think you make enough at work mm -hmm. and so you got income flows and uh, you got a notice yesterday from the irs by mm -hmm. the way so you got tax issues right. and your spouse is not happy with you because y'all never go out to eat anymore because yeah. you say you don't have any money mm -hmm. and oh by the kids what about their future how you gonna pay for mm -hmm. college yeah. you got all this stuff kind of like the dude mm -hmm. walking in the door initially with this restaurant yeah. a lot of things thrown at you i could see how you wouldn't be sleeping at night and you'd be mm -hmm. stressed and have relationship issues mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so first thing look at big picture second thing I want you to compartmentalize things, mm -hmm. okay? Begin to compartmentalize. Now, you addressed this a little bit in the, the other break where you said that part of this compartmentalization is, uh, is budgeting, mm -hmm. is having a plan, is looking at my dollars and giving each one of them an assignment, okay? Now, you've had people come into your office and they tell you they've got this finance uh, shambles, uh, issue, much stress, 
whatever going on in their life, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. And then when you sit down with them, do you find a little extra cash from time to time? Almost always. Really? Almost always. Huh. I remember a, a month or two ago, we sat down with, with people, and they are talking about how bad their finances mm -hmm. were, and we got to the end of the uh, discussion, and you'd found $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. yep. Now, how'd you do that when they couldn't, and it was their money? How'd you do it? Well, you look at uh, what's a, a true priority and what isn't. Oh. You know, I, I think you could look at my finances, which I think are in pretty good shape, mm -hmm. but I think you could find room for, for improvement with me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a matter, and we've said it before on this show, about getting real with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and maybe taking the emotion out of it. Mm -hmm. When you think of yourself as a manager, when you look big picture, and you begin to compartmentalize things. Here's my debt picture. What does that really look like? Mm -hmm. Here's my income picture. What does that really look like? And quit allowing all these things in the chaos to be crossing over into the other compartment. Just stop mm -hmm. and take the emotion out as if you're a third party, as, you're, as if right. you're a Bubba Labus manager mm -hmm. walking in and looking at this chaos and at the end of an hour find $1,500. Right. Now, there may be people out there who are listening say, I challenge Bubba to find an extra $15 mm -hmm. in my weekly thing, but maybe it can be done. Mm -hmm. So we think of ourselves as a manager and we try to take the emotion out of it. Well, and, and, and you know, I, I don't want to read a whole lot into this, but mm -hmm. uh, sometimes that comes on the income side as well. Really? You know, uh, I met with, uh, we met with a client a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and uh, a young lady, very, very, very intelligent, mm -hmm. uh, capable to do just about anything, mm -hmm. uh, currently working a couple of different jobs. And we said, look, you know, the, the job market today is a lot different than it was four or five years ago. When you took these two jobs. Right. Okay. And uh, if you were to put yourself on the market, so to speak, mm -hmm. We think that you could probably land a much better, much higher paying job, mm -hmm. better hours, mm -hmm. and, you know, more benefits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And quite actually, mm -hmm. it's not just true for her, is it? Right. These days. Mm -hmm. um, the demand for good employees. Right. If you're a good employee, mm -hmm. um, you may be able to make more money than you think. Sure. Now. How does a prospective employer determine whether you're a good employee? Just from your interview? No. Uh huh? So the question is, are you really a good employee? Mm -hmm. um, do you have decent references? You got decent experience? Do you show up on time? Do you have a valid driver's license? <laughs> Can you pass a drug Can test? Can you pass a drug test? <laughs> I know where yeah. you're going there. But it's not a laughing matter, right. really, when you're talking about families, mm -hmm. right? That's right. Right? But when we look at income, and that's really a place we need to start here as mm -hmm. this, in this financial management position that you're going to do for your family. When you look at your income, are you really maximizing it? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you got to run out and work overtime every week. Right. Sometimes the overtime is nice, especially if you get paid that way. Sure. But you may need to rethink your career choice. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I'm thinking about this particular young lady you were talking about who's very intelligent and got all these capabilities and has these two jobs. And when you presented that to mm -hmm. her, did she act all that enthused about looking for other jobs? Uh, all right, so so number one, uh, her particular finances are in order. Mm -hmm. uh, she lives well within her means. Yes, she does. Um, and because of that, uh, it affords her the opportunity to do a particular type of job that she enjoys. Mm -hmm. Or a couple of different types of jobs that she enjoys. Okay. So she is fulfilled and happy and doing exactly what she wants to do. Right. Uh, now, and even though we, we recommended and said, look, you know, you're underutilized in, in your current capacity of what you're doing. You could make a lot more money. Mm -hmm. That's not the motivating factor for her. Okay. What was? Uh, I, I guess the fulfillment in what she's currently doing. Oh, she likes her job. She likes her job. Okay. Right? Uh, she's got enough income coming in mm -hmm. to, to meet her bills and pay her bills and save and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So, I mean, generally speaking, I think she's pretty happy. So you felt like you had to say it to her. Mm -hmm. You could be making more. Yeah. But she may not necessarily, in her situation, be motivated to do it. Right. Because going to a new job means you got to learn something new. Mm -hmm. Going to a new job means you got to deal with different people. You right. got a different, maybe a different industry. You got to learn and, and mm -hmm. pass different uh, certifications or whatever. And some people are just not motivated That's to do right. it. They don't necessarily want to. Now, in her situation, because she had everything in order, I can understand mm -hmm. her liking her lifestyle. Sure. Okay? But if the bill collector is on the front porch, mm -hmm. maybe I need to be motivated to do something that, uh, there's, different. There's presently no catalyst for mm -hmm. this individual to make a change. Right. But these people that mm -hmm. answered this survey, these 77% yeah. of Americans mm -hmm. who say they're anxious, maybe there is a catalyst yeah. for them to try something different. Right. We're going we're gonna to categorize your life, mm -hmm. and we're going to uh, put things in categories, and, and we're going to segment here, mm -hmm. and we're going to start with income. Are you getting the most you can out of it? Mm -hmm. Okay? Secondly, we're going to look at your monthly budget. Mm -hmm. All this money that's coming in, whether it's precious little or it's a heck of a lot, where are you presently allocating it? And, and I would like to start with uh, those individuals who are coming out of, of high school or college getting their first job. Okay. First real paycheck, and they're off mom and dad's payroll. Hopefully. Hopefully, right? <laughs> right. Those individuals, I think it's important to start off. And if you start off immediately, and, and it's something that I didn't even do, mm -hmm. right? But if you start off immediately saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to take 20% out of every paycheck that I get. I'm going to save 10% of it and, you know, tie the other 10% or save all 20%, however you want to do it. Right, right. But if you start from that mentality, that's that's my priority okay. is savings and getting my emergency fund built up and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then work off your budget with the other 80%. Uh yeah. I think many times people try to work in that 10% at the very end when it ought to be the first thing. There Pay you yourself first. Pay yourself first. We're not saving enough. Listen to that, America, as we go to a break here for, on the Advisors Roundtable, and we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about maybe do you need coaching from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk.
Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you on Super Talk Radio. We're talking about the survey. About 77% of Americans say they're anxious over their financial situation. Now, some of the things that could be making you anxious are things outside you that you have no control of. Mm-hmm. How often do you watch the news, Bubba? You watch it every day? Uh, I think it's on. Um, I've got it on at least eight hours a day. So it's on in your office? In my office. Now, I would say that the news that I watch, unless there's some kind of major breaking event worldwide, mm. the, the news that I watch and I listen to is really financial related. It's most of the financial stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a a Fox business or a CNBC Correct. or something like that. Bloomberg or whoever's yeah. on, right? Okay. All right. Um, would you say at the end of a given day, most of the time you've learned something? Uh, yes. I would say so. Uh, I would. I would also say that the news that I watch uh, mm. is um, more fact driven. Uh, okay. Now, granted, there is some commentary. You've got mm. you know Jim Cramer on there yelling and screaming about whatever, <laughs> you know. But for the most part, it's all fact driven news. Okay. Uh, whereas I, I see other news mm-hmm. outlets and providers mm-hmm. uh, it's, as mostly commentary, mm-hmm. right? And it's uh, usually designed to be confrontational mm-hmm. so that people will, will stay tuned mm-hmm. and keep listening and watching. And if it bleeds, it leads, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm already one of these 77% of people who's anxious about my finances, mm-hmm. okay, and then I turn on the news and they yell at me about the stock market plummeting or interest rates going up or inflation being crazy. Does that make me more stressful? Absolutely. It only com- compounds the issue. Okay. All right. Now I've got that, all this outside noise coming at me. And then I got this inside noise and I may have relationship issues, somebody else yelling at me. And this is very, very stressful. And then I turn on the radio and Greg and Bubba tell me that I need to compartmentalize my life and that I need to think big picture and I need to be a financial manager. And that seems like another job. Yeah. Hmm? Or, or you resolve yourself to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be one of those 70% of folks that is just anxious all the time. Yeah. And maybe die early. Right. With ulcers or heart mm-hmm. attack or something. Right. Or not happy. In the meantime, whether I live two more days or 50 more years. Sure. So a lot of this may just seem like various yelling outlets, whether it's the spouse or mm-hmm. it's the two guys on the radio or it's the guys off television. And I, I have this unlimited amount of inputs into my brain that's already stressed out. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do I do? Sometimes maybe I just need somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe I need somebody to help me sort through it. You ever had this happen to you physically? You know, you, you have a, a soreness or your ankle doesn't feel good or something happens and, you know, you, you try to deal with it yourself. You take a couple of aspirin, maybe an ibuprofen. You go to bed earlier, maybe even put a brace on that ankle. Mm-hmm. But at the end of three or four days, it's just not working. So what do you do? Go to the doctor? You go see somebody about it. Uh, You go see an expert, preferably. I I think there are a number of people that need Mm -hmm. this. They just need, you know, somebody to talk to. Hey, man. um, I'm going to talk to you and look at the facts. 
and take the emotion out of it, try to help you. Sharing is probably a good idea, mm -hmm. huh? Right. So, what, what, this discussing your finances, when you do capitulate and say, I do need to talk to somebody, what do you need to be prepared to do when you come to one of those meetings and you, you have you need, an advisor or a coach? You need to be prepared to be open and honest, number mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, uh, if you go in and you've got certain issues or certain problems that you perceive, mm -hmm. uh, whatever you perceive to be the problem may not even be the problem to begin with. Mm. So you need mm. to be prepared to have basically an open conversation with whoever you go see. Mm. Uh, and in doing so, uh, maybe something else will be uncovered that could be the root problem of what you've got going on. So in our example, you had a sore ankle and mm -hmm. you go to see a, a doctor, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully a specialist or somebody right. that you trust. Mm -hmm. And the doctor says, uh, there's nothing wrong with your ankle. You've got a sore on the bottom of your foot yeah. and you're walking funny on it, which is causing, you know, trouble with your ankle. Yeah. And you got the sore on the bottom of your foot. Cause if you looked at your shoes mm -hmm. lately, yeah, you got a hole in the bottom of them. You got a hole or, or maybe you need some soles or right. you've worn out the heel mm -hmm. or something, but you say, but they're comfortable, right? They're comfortable. Mm -hmm. I've had well, how comfortable are they? Cause they your ankle is hurting here, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that commercial on television where the dude is in the weight room and he's trying to bench press and he gets this really heavy weight and it comes down on his mm -hmm. chest and he's trying to get it up. And another guy walks over to him and said, you need me to help you? Mm -hmm. Need me to spot? And the guy goes, you don't know my family. You don't know my background. Uh -huh. I can do this on my own. Are we trying to do that sometimes with our finances? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This big weight is on our chest, right? And we got all this anxiety. Seventy-seven percent mm -hmm. of us say we're stressed about it. It's affecting yeah. our sleep and our relationships. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you helping me. Yeah. Maybe instead of going in and bench pressing and try to set a new world record from number, <laughs> you know, day one, yeah. you start off a little bit slower. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the slow place to start mm -hmm. is take a deep breath, look at the big picture, mm -hmm. compartmentalize your life, and think about managing this. Right. And next, be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because you had to be honest with yourself with the sore ankle and with the sore on the bottom of your feet and, and created by the shoes. Mm -hmm. And you got to admit, you know what? Maybe I need to go spend 100 bucks. Right. Or with inflation, 150 Sure. On a new pair of shoes, and maybe the solution starts there with somebody else just making you aware, you know, what you're doing now mm -hmm. is not working. Now, how easy is that to admit? Uh, I, probably one of the toughest parts uh, is doing that. Really? You ever but, had... But once you admit it, right, mm -hmm. and realize that, hey, I need some help here, mm -hmm. then I think you're on, on the road to, uh, I, I guess, you know, better outcomes. Right. Right. If it's too heavy mm -hmm. for you, like in the example with the bench pressing mm -hmm. on the chest, if it's too heavy for you or there's chaos around you. Mm -hmm. So number one, if it's too heavy for you and you feel like you're not handling it well, you've tried this manager thing that Greg Cooley suggested on the radio, that financial management thing. And it, it is, mm -hmm. you're not getting a grip. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, or if there's so much chaos around you, you don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. Those are good indicators 
maybe you, you need to have somebody help mm-hmm. you. Now, is this going to cost me? Usually. Yeah? Yeah. What is it going to cost you if you don't do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just said, you know, you've got health issues, you've got relationship issues, you've got anxiety. <laughs> I can't sleep. Can't sleep at night. Right. What's that going to do to you long term? Yeah. Yeah. So in the last minute or two here, I want to bring this back and make it positive. We read all these statistics about all this negative stuff, 77% here and 58% there and 52% and 49%. And it's on the borderline of depressing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how can we come out of this with some positive things? First of all, it is possible. Yes. You've seen this work before? I can't tell you how many times I've seen it work. Now, you called me into your office a day or two ago, and you were beaming. Bubba Labus beaming now. Yeah. He, he, was, he was a proud papa. Mm-hmm. He was very, very happy, and he was beaming. I thought he was going to tell me about one of his kids set some kind of track record yeah. or made a, a, a hundred on a calculus test, but mm-hmm. no. He told me about these two people he had been working with. Now, this one dude, right. how long have you been working with him? One I... Uh, both of them in excess of 10 years. 10 years? Yep, 10 years. And One individual, uh, and I, I'm, I get you know a smile on my face just thinking of it today. Yeah. Came in to see me, and, and he had you know upwards of seven to $8,000 in his 401k okay. and $17,000 in his savings account. Now. Now. But for 10 years ago. 10 years ago, he owed money all over town. Mm-hmm. Including you. Including me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then the other individual, I mean, is doing well in his own regard. Yeah. You know? It uh, is possible. It is possible. And, and we want you to get control. Mm-hmm. We don't want the finances to control you anymore. A large percentage mm-hmm. of you in this survey said the finances control you. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You can do this. There are success stories out there, and we want you to be part of them. That's why we do this show. Yeah, at that, the that individual who uh, who had the money in the four hundred one k and the yeah. savings yeah. makes about twenty five thousand dollars a year. Really? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So there you go. It it is possible, and we know you have this potential. Do it. From the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.